You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A-C-L. And with that, welcome back into the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. He is Wags. I am ACL. We are halfway through the East. Today is the Miami Dolphins. And of course, Wags, we get to talk about your boy, Tua. You excited? Oh, yeah. Big, big thoughts on Tua. And uh, looking forward to uh, talking Miami Dolphins. So uh, let's get into it. What, uh, what do we have uh, from last year? What do their numbers look like this year? Yeah, 5-11 and 11 last year, last place in the East. Um, season win total this year, 6.5, plus 115 over, minus 135 on the under. There, of course, are some sixes out there as well. Odds to win the division. Odds to win the AFC East, 8-1. to one. Odds to win the AFC and go to the Super Bowl, 33-1. to one. Odds to win the Super Bowl, 70-1. to one. And odds to make the playoffs, they're a big dog there, plus 365. So I will start with this. I think no player uh, in the entire league has been hurt more by not having preseason games than Tua. I think a guy that has missed so much time and is coming in and needs to just get back up to the speed of, of actual football and not talking college. Now we're talking the NFL, which is obviously much faster. He needed those preseason games. He, he needed to get out there, test his hip, test his ankle, all that stuff. And he's just not going to have that. So there were some bets out there on who would be the Dolphins starter. Ryan Fitzpatrick, barring him getting COVID or getting hurt, is going to be the Dolphins starter. I, I just can't imagine this team rushing Tua out there uh, this early without that many snaps out there. What say you about that? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, first off, I think that you know, for the first time in a while, the Dolphins are actually doing things right. And I yep. think their um, trajectory you know, is definitely on the right path. Um, you know, I, I don't think they rushed Tua. I think it would be a big mistake. I definitely agree as far as um, you know, not getting the preseason action definitely hurts um, a team like the Dolphins and uh, you know a player like Tua. Um, you know, the public's high on Miami. You mentioned six and a half wins. Um, you know, it seems low. The Dolphins are, are you know had five last year. They're improving. They had a huge off season. You know, I really like what they did. Um, getting you know basically you know the two they have now the two best corners you know for any team in the league in, yep. in Howard and Byron Jones they on get paper. Va- yeah on paper. on paper for sure they <laughs> you know no doubt you know they get Van Noy um, you know they, they fill some holes they have a great draft in my opinion um, you know they they drafted a almost like a nickel back so they have these two corners a nickel um, you know they're definitely geared up to defend against the way the league is going and, and, and defending the pass and, and Flores, you know, th- this guy's a great coach, right? You know, all the players rally behind this guy. Um, you know, they, they really seem to buy in uh, and he's settling in, you know, I think in the next uh, year, two years, um, you know, Tua gets his feet wet this year. Um, they're going to be a, a really solid contender in the AFC East. And I think, you know, potentially for the long run, you um, you know, but I don't necessarily think 
Uh, I'm, I'm slightly bearish compared to what the public is um, kind of indicating. Uh, I'm not sure they get to uh, six, seven wins this year. I mean, they could, um, but, you know, their schedule is very difficult, right? So, um, you know, I, I think I have them as favorites in, in maybe three games. Uh, you know, the Jaguars, but it's on the road. Um, the Rams and, and Chargers are both at home, uh, and possibly the Jets um, when they play them at home. But they got to go to Vegas uh, to play the Raiders. Um, and they start off with the Patriots and Bills. Uh, they, then they have the Jaguars on the road. They got the Seahawks at home and then the Niners. Then they got to go to Denver. Uh, it's not going to be an easy road for Miami. You know, can they make some things happen? Uh, absolutely. But I also um, just think, um, you know, when is the transition going to happen with Tua? Um, you know, if it's early or midseason, you know, it's going to take some time for him to gel into that offense. And, and what people don't realize is switching from a right-handed quarterback in Fitzpatrick to a left-handed quarterback in Tua not only, you know, impacts the, the receivers, but the offensive line. they got to make a big switch on the line. The, the calls have to change. they got to really shore up the, now the right side instead of the left side, um, you know, from, from the blind side uh defense coming at them uh things change and and it, and it doesn't take you know that that stuff doesn't happen overnight so um you know i'm, I'm slightly bearish on the dolphins I, I am bullish on them long term uh but you know that that's kind of where i sit um what about you i'm slightly more bullish on the dolphins than it sounds like you are i and, and i agree with pretty much everything you said and the reason i am is because i don't think two is going to play a whole lot this year in normal times, he'd have these four preseason games. They'd probably stick him out there sometime, you know, middle of the year or week four or five, something like that. But, uh, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick has proven himself to be a very capable quarterback. This guy came in last year. Obviously, we had the whole situation where the first month everyone figured that they were tanking, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure the players heard that. Fitzpatrick got the guys together and said, you know, screw this. We're, we're not we're not out here tanking. We're, we're professionals, right? And they came out there. They actually screwed up their draft pick. I think they won uh, three of their last four games, something like that, three of the last six. And instead of getting the number one pick, they got the number five pick. They still got their guy, but that was not supposed to happen, right? So I think it goes to to Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I think it goes to Flores, who I think is an excellent coach. And to your point about him, a lot of sharps, a lot of chatter about taking him as uh, coach of the year. He's available at 20 to 1 right now. And for coach of the year, it's not the guy that usually wins the most games. It's the guy that exceeds the expectations. So if you're the top team in the league and you win, go 12 and 4, you're probably, you know, not going to win coach of the year. And by top team, I mean top team in the preseason. Yeah, you, you, look, you look at 32 teams on the list, yeah. 32 head coaches. He's the sixth name on the list to win coach of the year. So, exactly right. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean there's a lot of value there, but at 20 to 1, you know, uh, why not, right? Um, you know, may, maybe you, you thought maybe he'd be somewhere around 25 to 1, 30 to 1, but he's up there for a reason, right? Miami um, is a team that can exceed uh, expectations. Uh, they buy into the coach. Um, he's young. He's got energy. He, he's kind of a no bullshit guy, um, and I like what he's doing down there. I just, um, you know, with their schedule um, and with a transition, and like you said, you know, if they don't transition, um, you know, until later in the year, do they have better uh, chances to to kind of beat out that six, seven wins? Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, but you know, I just taking into the schedule into account, taking the transition year into account. 
um, you know, letting Flores kind of get a set, you know, a, another year under his belt. Um, you know, I think it's going to take time, but, you know, I think the Dolphins are finally, again, in a, in a really good position um, to, to do really well in, in the future. I just don't think – I think people are a little too early on them, um, and yeah. we'll see. Yeah, that's a totally fair point. Two other factors I will say that I think is helping them that could go over this win total. They were minus 10 in turnover differential last year. That should improve. Uh, they have much better offensive line. Ryan Fitzpatrick, a year more in the system, perhaps. And they got some guys there that I, I really like. They brought in Matt Breeder. They bring in Jordan Howard. Obviously, Byron Jones, Shaq Lawson, Kava, Noe as well. I mean, Byron Jones, they made him the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. Five years, $82 million, $57 million guaranteed. Uh, he's not the best cornerback in the league. He's a darn good player, but he's getting paid like it. They probably overpaid for him, but they probably had to at this point, and they had the cap space to do it. So that's fine. So that number should improve. The other thing is the London game got canceled, so that now becomes a home game for them. So as soon yep. as that happened, uh, you saw their odds shift a little bit to the over. You saw some sixes go up to six and a half with juice on some of these um, season win bets. So two things there. Uh, another year with Flores. I like him as a coach. Now, certain franchises, will say, just haven't been very well run. And whether that's upper management, whether that's Stephen Ross, the owner, who knows. But the Dolphins would certainly qualify in that list in the last, I don't know, 20 to 25 years. So they don't exactly have a ton of success uh, under their belt in the, in the last couple of decades. So I understand perhaps the hesitancy of betting the over or betting futures on this team. That said, I agree with everything you said there. Finally, it appears headed in the right direction. And that would have sounded crazy after the first month last year, right, when they were losing, I think, 59 nothing to the Ravens. Um, 59 to 10 to the Ravens, excuse me. They got 10 there. Um, and then they just sort of turned it around toward the end of the year. They started winning games. They were competitive. They were covering spreads, et cetera. So a lot to like to build on, which I think is what Flores wanted toward the end of last season. Yep, no, absolutely. Um, you know, I think it's something something interesting to say just about the AFC East in general is that, um, you know, the Dolphins last year, you mentioned their turnover margin being, you know, pretty uh, crappy. Um, they also had a few categories that were, you know, ranked 30th 31st sure, uh, re sure. really not good so i think you're going to see a really big improvement uh, on the defense i think you know that they definitely had a few games you know you look i think baltimore was the first game or second game of the season now nobody knew what kind of team baltimore was going to be at yeah. that point that line um, was only four and a half baltimore's on the road in miami four and a half it got right. bet up a bit if, as i recall but four four and a half I mean, if that, if that game one. happened week 13 the game the spread would have been 24 you know Double, maybe right, not something that crazy. something crazy but you know i'm just being um but but uh, you know we talk a little bit about the afc east um new england new york and buffalo all or you know all three of those teams had top five defenses and yards per play which i think is probably the most important defensive statistic that you can look at um miami was was way back but i think all three of those defenses are still going to be top 10 i think miami's improved i see a lot of unders happening in the afc east this year with their games um so that's something to keep in mind when you're uh you know for, for our listeners out there when you're looking at afc east games you know these are, are very good defensive teams so keep that in mind yeah lots lots of interesting things happening with the dolphins obviously for me it's all about when they bring into it when they bring him in i don't think he's going to have success right away just because he's going to be I mean, that's going to be his first real game action in, you know, over a calendar year, perhaps, something like yeah. that. So something to watch out for. 
if I knew, if you told me two is not going to play this year, if they were essentially redshirting him, I'd probably bet the over on the Dolphins, honestly. But it's it's just so hard to know what's going to happen with them as far as when they're going to bring him in. So that's Ryan, sort of Ryan Connor McGregor Fitzpatrick, your boy. Yep, your boy. There we go. All right, guys, that's the Dolphins. Interesting team this year. Uh, Flores, perhaps coach of the year, 20 to 1. Take a look at some of those odds. Shop around. We are going to be back tomorrow with your favorite guy, the one and only Adam Gase in the New York Jets. (laughs) Uh, You just laughed. Uh, I think that probably sums it up there. You don't really need to say anything else about your boy. But uh, that's Gase. Guys, we're going to be back tomorrow, finish out the the division with the Jets, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins.